Simmons, welcome to Palin' Around, the official Uppercut podcast. Here we'll be focusing on video games, fandom, pop culture, and how they all interact with the internet. My name is Caitlin, and joining me is none of our usual co-hosts, because, uh, sometimes life happens. But instead, <laughs> that means we have a star-studded cast of guests joining me for this very special Midsummer spoiler cast. Uh, so first up, we have writer and ARG enthusiast, um, and just, you know... General, my Orange Groves Network pal, uh, Marn. Yay, that's me. <laughs> um, Marn, who are you? Uh, I co-host the Argonauts podcast, which is a podcast where me and my friend Andrew talk about alternate reality games. Whoa. It's Whoa. fucking Subscribe. good, y'all. Subscribe. <laughs> that's... All right, I'm going to have to go find that. It's All right, literally, I'm, I'm like, like Mikey knows. Mikey's been around. I've been like, I've had two very real hyperfixations in the past two days, like, like not two days in the past week. It's been Bioshock and um, Survival Horror. Both of those are in like, directly because of that fucking podcast. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, have you done anything on the Cloverfield like alternate reality game? Not yet, but that was like the first one that I ever played, so I'm really excited yes. to get into it. <laughs> Yes! Dude, 11808.com. I'm so excited. Yeah, so our podcast is uh, my co-host Andrew goes back into the internet archives and tries to solve ARGs, and then I tell him how they ended and what happened and how he should have done it. Brilliant. That's brilliant. It's so good. (laughs) The brand is strong. (laughs) And you also you also write some serials, don't you, Marn? Yes, I uh, my girlfriend and I write a novel that updates every Friday on the internet, uh, and it's free. It's at prairiesongserial.com. It's a post-apocalyptic like road trip novel. Hell yeah, yeah. Nonstop bangers across the board. That's awesome. Hell yeah, yeah. Marn is cool. Um, and also joining us, you've heard you've heard all of the voices at this point. But also joining us is a uh, fighting game enthusiast and uh, just my new best friend, Mikey. <laughs> Hi, Mikey. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, you know, working on stuff, trying to get things, you know, I have some projects I'm working on that I can't wait to get done. But yeah, you know, one of them, I also can't wait for you to get done because I'm concerned. <laughs> You're concerned. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Cons- I, maybe. Like a parent is concerned. Like, yes. Mikey, what are you doing up in your room? The door is locked. Yes. 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 <laughs> 100% yes. Um, We're all yeah. excitedly concerned for you. <laughs> and our last and uh, our not least guest is uh, Nathan from the uh, New Entertainment <laughs> System podcast. Hi, that's me. I'm I'm the last and not least. Maybe I'm the least. We'll see. We'll see by the end of this uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's the twist on this spoiler cast. Is I'm actually going to determine win? which of you is the worst guest. <laughs> this is a secret uh... competition to be covered on an episode of the Argonauts. <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> this is my ARG, except it's a podcast, and at the end, I'm going to kill one of you. Oh, gosh. Yes, well, please. Uh, it was nice knowing everybody. <laughs> Spooky season. <laughs> Midsummer Night Scream. Okay. Um, um, <laughs> I'm absolutely naming wow. the podcast that. Oh and we got our title. There we go. <laughs> that's, the po- that's the podcast, everybody. Goodbye. 
so Nathan, what's the what is the new Entertainment System podcast? So I um I host a podcast called the New Entertainment System podcast. Uh, we have a robot that is at this point uh, capable of generating twenty two million games um, based off of subjects, styles, and twists. So. The one, I mean, Caitlin, you were on an episode with us, mm-hmm. and we did we did a Shrek MMO featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Yep. Um, oh my God. That was amazing. <laughs> it was my um, and- my my uh, my piece de resistance, my uh, greatest work. Magnum opus. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. We've also yeah. done like open world Marvel dating sims, um, Hulk Ultimate Seduction, and um, yeah, we we have a lot of cool things um, coming up. But yeah, we we have a we. It's myself, uh, my friend Cam, and then we have one person from either the games industry, games podcasts, or games journalism scenes, and we we talk about some games that don't exist. It's cool. For the record, mine should exist. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Nate, if they wanted to support you anywhere, where would they go? Uh, you Good can go question, to Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to Patreon.com/slash/nespod. That's nespod, uh, Until- and you can get. A monthly extra episode or access to the robot yourself. And uh, I'm totally, I'm totally a patron and just trying to lift him up because I'm trying <laughs> to get him more patrons. Uh, oh, I guess for the sake of like, I don't know, journalistic integrity, I'm a patron of both of them. Oh, so. that's right. <laughs> I support Marn and Nathan on Patreon. Hell yeah, Mikey, you got to start one. But we were friends. I, I have to. We're all that, concerned. To be clear. I have to- I have to get the project done first to see if it's actually good before I'm like, oh, hey, let's get money. Like, no. <laughs> money first, then product. Oh, capitalism. Okay. Yeah, it's called venture capitalism. Yeah, I mean, be I adventurous. Thought that was just early, I thought that was just early access. <laughs> Damn. Fucking roast them. Um, Anyways. All right, so we're here to talk about a little film called Midsummer because uh, it's still spooky season. And uh, mm-hmm. that film came out this year during a decidedly not spooky part of the year. Um, <laughs> but I watched it last night. So. Yeah. Um, how. So it was directed by Ari Aster. How, how do y'all feel about Mr. Aster? Are y'all big Ari stands? Like. I, uh, I think about Hereditary every single day. And I, I, I love that movie a lot. Um, Midsummer a little less so, but I think, you know, it's, it, it swings big. Um, at, at, like I think that anybody that sees it, no matter what you think of the movie, you can say it took some shots. <laughs> um, whether it paid off for you personally is, you know, up to your own subjective, artistic, whatever. But um, it, it goes some places. Yeah, yeah, I've only seen Hereditary once, but I do think about it every single day of my life. <laughs> 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 I know it's so like, oh man, like get get me on that spoiler. Ca- I don't want to like flood it, this midsummer podcast with stuff about Hereditary, but Lord, yeah. I could I could talk for for days could- about it. I, I yeah, I I feel you on Hereditary. I l- really enjoyed that movie. Um. Shout outs to Tony Collette on that movie, but again, Holy like we crap. like we shouldn't like like, but that's all I'm gonna say about Hereditary because this is about Midsummer. But um, Midsummer, while I I liked Midsummer still, I think y'all are right. Like it it doesn't stay in my head as much as 
Hereditary did. But Midsommar has scenes that just pop at me a lot yeah. and just like mm-hmm. what happened in those scenes. Man, this is mm-hmm. going to be an awkward spoiler cast because I did not like either of those films. <laughs> That's totally okay. That's, uh, That's totally okay. Yeah, the, it's it's is... it's art man. I think my main thing with Hereditary and I think it it might be two things because after m- watching Midsummer I'm like maybe I just don't like Ari Aster as a director. Mm-hmm. Like maybe sure. maybe he's just not my jam. Um, mm-hmm. but Hereditary was like just like two types of horror that I personally don't vibe with at all. Sure. And they were back to back, and I was like, no. Yeah. Not your flavor. <laughs> no. Like, spoilers totally for Hereditary, okay. real quick, but I don't yeah. fuck with ghost shit and I don't fuck with demon shit. And that movie is uh. like, what if ghosts and then demons? <laughs> and I was like, very- and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> I saw Hereditary in a theater full of Nebraskan boomers oh and God. like, I mean, again, spoilers, it's, it's, it's demons at the end. And like, I wanted to stand on my chair and scream because like, <laughs> I had no idea that the demon shit was coming and demon shit is 100% my shit. So like, just being surrounded by a bunch of boomers that totally were like, Hmm. As they left was like very was very very good. Yeah. No. I yeah. I don't like ghost stories. I don't think I think that some ghost stories can be good, but I don't generally enjoy like this house is haunted. And, <laughs> you see. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, my then shit, I, and then I and then I don't like demon possession either. I'm like I don't care about this. You're probably better off just being possessed by the demon. Honestly, like live your life. <laughs> um, <laughs> Live just your life with it's fine. <laughs> Honestly, yes. <laughs> Let them live out your shitty life for you. Yeah, yeah. If they want to deal with having to pay taxes, I say let them. Yeah, let Lord Payment pay fucking like property tax on my yeah, house. Like if Beelzebub wants to deal with having to go to my fucking day job, then like have at it, please. Jury duty. <laughs> yeah wow you want to fucking go to the dmv my guy be my guest god i'll take a vacation my own fucking brain i don't care yeah see i liked midsummer better i think because it was less like emotionally exhausting for me Mm -hmm. to watch Mm -hmm. but i still liked hereditary Mm. a lot i like ari aster's movies a lot yeah, I think I maybe yeah. I just I just maybe don't vibe with him as like an artist because I don't know both of them. I was like, which I I, I didn't dislike Midsummer, but I walked away largely indifferent to it. Sure, no, and I think that that's a totally like yeah, you know, like f- like fair takeaway from Midsummer. Um, I I'm a like pinky up film grad person, so like I was really appreciative that a movie that was in theaters um did a lot of those things that it did in the movie um like i don't know i was just sitting in the in my chair just being like they're really doing all this shit right now (laughs) holy shit (laughs) like how did this movie get into theaters how wasn't this released in like just ari aster's basement it was like (laughs) i made this weird movie but no, on the screen i'm seeing like people crying at each other and like oh Mm -hmm. my god the, the, A24 the, does just let shit rock, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. they just, just let people godsend, things go. Honestly. Um, yeah. All right. So I guess we should probably, like, describe the movie in case. Because I sure. know there are people out there who are going to listen to this even though they didn't watch the fucking movie. 
because I yeah. I do that. Well, so you I can, assume mm-hmm. you can find the script online. Actually, it leaked like a couple months Whoa. before the movie. There mm. we go. Okay, so read the script, but for you lazy fucks who won't, because I get it, because I wouldn't. Um, Midsummer <laughs> is about um a band of grad students and grad student adjacent people who mm-hmm. go to a tiny remote village in Sweden uh, because one of the dudes is trying to do his thesis on a community that they uh, n- know of because one of their like classmates, I guess, or something mm-hmm. is from there. And yep. so it's that dude who's fucking cheaty from The Good Place, and that really fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why is cheaty here? This is weird. Um, but so there's that guy, and then there's just kind of a random douchebag who I was like, I don't really know why you're here. Um, his name is Mark. Every film, every, every, every friend group has one. And then there's a, uh, there's the guy from the village whose name is Pele, and there's, uh, a couple named Christian and Danny, and they are extremely dysfunctional, uh, because Christian has wanted to break up with her for like a year and hasn't done it. And yep. Danny's whole family recently died. So horribly. Yeah, like horribly her, yeah. Died. her sister <laughs> killed herself and their parents. Um, yeah. In a very fucked up way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um there's a lot going on. And then they get to this village and um it's a little strange. They have different beliefs about like life and death. Like pe- their people all live their lives like in seasons and so everybody dies by the time they're 72 and you find out through the film that that's because they kill themselves when they're 72 horribly yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then it basically gets revealed that like they because the village is so small they bring in outsiders to like fuck so they can have the gene pool stay clean and then and then they also have a midsummer festival every 90 years where they sacrifice four outsiders and four people from their village and then one person who's either an outsider or a villager. So pretty much everybody dies with the exception of Danny, who's just chilling at the end, I guess. <laughs> just chilling would probably be not the thing I would I would <laughs> describe. Dan- Danny doesn't do a lot of chilling in this movie. Well, she I does a lot know. of like the ending of the horrid movie open mouth crying. Like sitting there though, so I was like, "What the fuck is she gonna do?" She's just it in this point. Inaction is like the greatest action. Yeah, like, just, just sitting like- there and like letting all the all, like how. So spoiler cast, right? We can talk about whatever. Yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, them just burning all the dead bodies of her friends and then burning her, like, ex-boyfriend now. I'm still alive. Like, still alive. <laughs> oh, he's yeah, still he's, alive like, paralyzed and sewed into a bear skin, and then they set oh. the, the building on fire. My art school ass loves that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It was good. Like, I mean, it's just very. It was. It was definitely a statement. She just sat there. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna watch you burn." Yeah, no, I was here the for shit that. I was like, "Fair." I'm not dragging <laughs> Danny for not doing anything. My thing is more like after the fact. I'm like, so what is her life now? Yeah, yeah. it was. I mean, we can we can get into like 
some real artsy fartsy what we think like it's a metaphor for and stuff like that or we can stay on like the normal surface level plot stuff but um i just i think that um the actress that played danny did a really 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 good job it's like some of the best on-screen crying in my opinion some people Mm -hmm. really hated it but um like i don't know they did a really good job of 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 um I don't know. She she just like emoted super well and I I it really endeared me to her like instantly. Um her performance was 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 very very good. Yeah, Ari Aster's movies have a lot of really good like female actresses who do a really good job of like these displays of really raw like grief. Yeah. Which I think is yeah. something I like about his movies. Yeah, I agree with that for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, like- he he finds really good actresses that can definitely just show you their emotion without even having to like say or anything. Yeah. Like you can just tell like what is going on with that character. Yeah. And like, that's the thing that was like weird. Like I went into Midsummer wanting to like it and mm-hmm. I liked, I like, it's a beautifully shot film. I thought everybody's yeah. acting was really good. I just like did not vibe with it. So I just want that to be out there. Like I thought like, the movie on paper is good. I just was not for me. Yeah, it, I mean, a movie can be not for you and you could still, like, it doesn't mean that you're like, and it sucks and nobody <laughs> should like it. And I've actually brought you all here to say fuck you. <laughs> We're, you're, all you're all dead. You're all dead. You're all the least. <laughs> I told Ginny to stop bullying you in the Discord so that I could do it. <laughs> I knew it! I knew that was the only reason I was allowed on this thing. <laughs> um yeah but so i guess like i mean we all have kind of established like you know where we are at generally with it but like Mm -hmm. what did y'all like what specifically about it did you all like like so like i was saying the you know the artsy fartsy what i think it means thing is it was totally like uh like i don't know i i took danny's whole journey as like a metaphor for like kind of being in a society that you have no control of and they have so much control over you and it's whether you just go with it and assimilate or or fight against it um kind of just determines your your general fate and I, I think we see that with like all the people that that die in the movie it's they usually die because they did some sin against the the community that they're in and uh I don't know. I, I thought it was like a weird, I don't know. I, I it's, it's 2019. And so I, I view everything in that lens of like, whoa, this is just like, it's like a metaphor for America, dude. <laughs> we live in a society. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, Once no. I said the word society, I was like, fuck, never mind. <laughs> um, but no, I, I thought that it was, I don't know. I, it, it gives a lot of like visual um, concrete, to a lot of feelings i think a lot of people are feeling in in the world right now where i don't know it, at least at least for me i i saw a lot of the shots and a lot of the the situations and it kind of like resonated with me of like oh i feel this way about x y and z but it's not you know I, i'm not sewn into a bear costume or anything like that right <laughs> <laughs> not so I, um, this movie kind of grabbed me at the get-go because, like, the whole intro with the sister 
killing herself and like killing the whole family and like how that all went down, especially with the whole uh with the constant messaging of of Danny, like being mm-hmm. like, oh, this is it, I'm gonna do it. And then like over the years she never did or whatever. And like in the back of your head, like you always wonder like when you get like things like if anyone's ever gotten a message like that, it's like, well if I don't respond, what could happen? Mm-hmm. And it's like one of the great, like, I don't know about like some people, but like, I, I've always had that fear. Like, what if like, I just didn't answer or something, or I just like wrote off and then something bad happened and it was, and it grabbed me at that moment. And then just watching the downward spiral that was just happening around her mm-hmm. of like, then her boyfriend's a piece of shit. Oh my God. And then, yeah. yeah. And then like being like, but she still wants to be with him and all this stuff and emotions are hard um it was i don't know it it was just an interesting ride to be on and then just to see how it ended it was just i don't know i i was very appreciative of the journey that we went on with that whole thing um as someone who like writes horror and analyzes her and likes kind of getting into the nitty-gritty i really like ari aster as like a director i think that him and like jordan peele and a couple other people are doing like the best horror nowadays because they don't rely on jump scares which are really cheap horror Mm -hmm. and they kind of don't rely on a lot of gore to be like shocking they Ari Aster does this thing where he will set up tension and then just make you sit in it and there's no jump scare to release that tension and he also does this thing that I think is really interesting where he will have something that's like shocking or scary in the background of a scene and just never draw attention to it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Like, it's so good. Like, unless you're really paying attention to like what's going on in the scene, you could miss that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, um, someone pointed out like months after the movie came out that in one of the scenes at the end, you can see her sister's face in the woods, like behind her. What? Yeah. Yes. Let me, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. find a picture. Did did you did y'all pay attention to the walls? All the drawings on the walls, yeah, like that. Oh, mm-hmm. shit was so cool. Well, like and how... like how the painting at the very beginning of the movie tells you the entire plot of the movie. Like, oh yeah, I love that shit. Right. Whoa, that's crazy. No. <laughs> yeah, there's what there's like a for those listening, like Mark. Marn has put the <laughs> the image into the chat of the the sister's face, and uh, I gotta see this movie again, man. I will um, I will link this photo in the episode description. It's spooky. Jesus. Um, I've been I've been listening to y'all, obviously, because it's a podcast. Um, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so I've been ignoring you all, and I'm gonna talk about how much I love chocolate eclairs now. <laughs> um, but I think I think I figured out like my issue with hereditary was like. I was invested in the characters, but I didn't give a shit about the story. Mm-hmm. And I think my thing with Midsummer is I really actually did enjoy the story and like have like a take on it, but I didn't really give a shit about any of the characters aside from Danny, kind of. That's um, interesting because like Danny, I think, is the only sympathetic character yeah. other than maybe Josh. Um yeah, I think story? the only I think the only reason that like Danny is not like someone who I'm like, yeah, I'm super invested in is just because like as much as she's on screen, I feel like we really only get, like, her constantly, like, scrambling to have control of her shit, and you don't get to see, like, what she's right. really like. Right. And I feel like everybody else kind of gets, like, 
some sort of like reveal about like who they actually are and it feels like Danny's like constantly drowning to the point where like you don't really get to see her as she is like right up until the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. And at that point it's kind of like a different Danny than the one that's been on screen the whole time. Right. right. You don't get you don't get to know her the same way you get to know uh Tony Collette's character in Hereditary where it's mm-hmm. like you know you get her art and you get her talking about her family in therapy and talking with this lady or whatever talking to her kids. So, yeah, this is it's the movie is almost done in, you know, other than them sleeping. It's basically done in like real time, yeah. right? Like yeah. you just you just see them for like three horrible days, right? <laughs> so you just kind of you just kind of live in that and like yeah and like because we get the moments of like like i can tell you who christian is christian is like like to me midsummer is less about like like societal anxieties and is really more about like like that one fucking mediocre white man that everybody fucking knows yeah who thinks that he's special and who thinks that he's better than everybody and who gets ahead because of bullshit and nepotism and like fucking um Mm -hmm. privilege and then except he actually gets what's fucking coming to him. Yeah, I th- I think that Ari Aster does really good like if it, <laughs> this isn't a genre but like intrapersonal horror. Yeah. Like just yeah. the the horror of of different relationships and in Hereditary and in this. I haven't seen any of his uh shorts that he's done in the past, but um like it's very like I think most people have dated a Christian. Right? Yeah. Like well, <laughs> like, like most people can relate and resonate with, you know, the the dynamic that Danny and Christian have, whether you've been Danny in that scenario or whether you've been Christian, you can say like, oh, Jesus, like, I remember, like, I, w- I used to be a shithead or whatever like that. Yeah, well, and I feel like the, the, the movie is, like, so good at throughout showing you exactly who Christian is and showing you exactly mm. who Mark is and showing you, like, all of them, all of them, I feel like you get to see, like, yes, I can tell you who this character is. Even fucking Pele, like, I was like, he's gonna, he brought them here to get eaten or some shit. <laughs> like, the, the second I right. saw them pull into that meadow, I was like, he brought them to get eaten or sacrificed <laughs> or, like, to marry them. I don't know. He's doing something bad. Right. Right. It's like the festival itself brought out everybody's true colors in the end. Because, like, there were times where, like, he Christian tried to, like, not be so much of a douche, but still in a douchey way. Like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. When, when he when he said that he was going to do his um, what I, I'm going to say senior thesis, but I, I think that's wrong. But yeah, he was going to do his like. Yeah, he was going to do his dissertation on the community just like Josh was. And Josh oh was like, god. that sucks and you suck. And he was like, yeah, well, I'm going to do it anyway. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god. Well, that's like part of my reading, right? Is like the two people that he's super shitty to all the time are a fucking woman and a black dude. And it's yeah. like, mm, yeah. yep, there it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Christian fucking sucks. Christian and I'm fucking glad sucks. That, I'm glad he got sucked that- into a bear and murdered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, and I'm glad that he wasn't tr- like he wasn't um, humanized or made to look like sympathetic. Like, yeah, it, like the entire time I was there, I was watching him, you know, in the way fucked up orgy scene and like just knowing oh that something was going to happen to him. I was like, like, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. And you deserve it. Like I'm and I'm happy about it. <laughs> like. <sighs> 
I don't think anybody could have seen this movie and and been like and been like, oh, Christian got killed. Oh, dang. I love him. There was like a there was like a post on Twitter that was going around that was like, I just came out of Midsummer and watched this couple like react to it in real time. And the guy was like, I don't know if he deserved that. And the girlfriend was like, well, you would say that. I was just going to say, yeah, like that guy is a Christian then, huh? Like, (laughs) yeah, that's when, you know, it's like this is your trial test, I guess, to see like if you need to stay in this relationship <laughs> <laughs> the funniest like, part of that is Midsommar. that my girlfriend was supposed to watch it with me and then we didn't have time so i had to watch it by myself <laughs> so we just missed that relationship test oh i saw it i saw oh, it man. with my girlfriend <laughs> well she passed Wait, do do y'all have any movies that are like relationship tests i don't know no. um i oh, think okay. heredit i think hereditary is one i mean like like test as in like 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 explain um, well, so I, I guess I'm a fucked up person because I made <laughs> my, I made, uh, I guess I'm a Christian in this aspect because I like would I had a, because <laughs> I would like have people watch the movie Hard Candy with me Ooh. And, and I would try to basically see their reactions and like basically whose side were they on by the end of the movie. Mm. Right. Yeah. And I'm just a fucked up horrible person for that. Apparently. <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good litmus test. Yeah, that's a I think. Good one. My girlfriend refuses to see Hereditary because she used to be a nanny and she can't watch anything that has like child endangerment or death Ooh. in it because it fucks her up. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. she won't. She wouldn't go see the new Pet Cemetery with me because she was like, I tried to read the book once and it was like the worst experience I've ever had trying to read yeah, something. Hereditary and Pet Cemetery are 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 two films where some some kids don't have a good time. <laughs> definitely not (laughs) yeah i um i don't have any movies like that i probably should um my current partner which is a good one could out wild me though so i think we're very (laughs) much on a level did you know that this that midsummer was almost nc-17 because of how naked christian is in the back half of the movie (laughs) He's super naked in a lot of it, yeah. I was surprised, but I was like, oh, they're just, like, showing his dick. Okay. He's hanging dong, yeah, for sure. I I will say I was glad that they got an actor that wasn't, like, super ripped or anything either. Like, he was just a normal dude. Yeah, I kind of, It's good to have, like, normal dude representation. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I liked it, especially because, like, like what, um, what Nathan was saying about, like, they didn't make him sympathetic, but I feel like he was very human. Like, that's a dude you know. Um, yeah yeah and like they did a really really good job with that and that includes like him being like like you know like conventionally cute but not like damn um yeah that his whole friend group like you've you've either known all of those people or you've been in that friend group before like the way that you know like when danny calls him and they all give him shit about it and stuff like that like you know you like I i feel like a lot of friend groups especially in like high school or like early college, you have that one friend that won't break up with their, their partner and you really want them to. Cause like, they're not right for each other and whatever, like just the whole back and forth, um, between, between those groups while they were like in America and at the restaurant or in the, um, in, is it Pelly's apartment? Somebody's apartment. Um, and talking, I was just like, this is very like, I know I've known these people before. I read an interview with the actor who plays Christian where he said that when they started filming, they went out to dinner in character a couple times and they just mm. like stayed in character for like four hours. 
Oh wow. Being an being oh, an actor wow. is so weird and embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> like sometimes you go to a restaurant and you know you pretend to be somebody else, whatever, whatever. But then sometimes for multiple days in a row for like twelve hours, you're just naked in front of like an eighty person crew. Yeah. Like a- apparently that's what being an actor is. <laughs> apparently he like pushed for the nudity because he thought it was important that like <laughs> Christian is shown in a very like vulnerable, naked way, while like Danny never is, even though she's technically. Like, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that okay, was good. That was something I wanted to talk about too, Marn. I feel like this movie, like all I could think about once I finished it was like, holy shit, this movie that's absolutely not reliant on jump scares, not re- like a slasher, despite the gore and like creepy, gross things that happen in it, like. It absolutely follows the teen slasher trope list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was oh, yeah. and I was like, huh, look at that. <laughs> and then but then they flipped it because the 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 it's the dudes who fuck who die instead of the girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's called being woke. <laughs> <laughs> hey kids turns chair around. <laughs> Let me tell you about being woke. It's called killing men. <laughs> hell yeah i mean i don't disagree <laughs> nor do i that's why you're on this podcast <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> we're just competing to not die on this podcast oh yeah i forgot part. that i have to like saw trap one of you at the end <laughs> you have to put one of us in a bear suit <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah you know the worst part is i don't know how tall any of you are so it's gonna be really hard to size this bear suit <laughs> I think I think if you get any bear, you'll probably be good. <laughs> yeah, no, you're probably right. One bear probably fits all. <laughs> one bear will. <laughs> one bear fits all. Tagline. That should be the title. Um... <laughs> I did like that they one. had kind of a Chekhov's bear situation where they acknowledged the bear they the did. first time it shows up. Oh yeah. 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 No, Chekhov's yeah. bear is definitely the the. I think I literally described it that way before to some other people because, like, you're just like they they like they literally say, "What's that for?" It's the bear, <laughs> and then they walk away from it, and you're like, "That bear's gonna kill somebody or something." Like that's so that funny. Bear... <laughs> I totally forgot about it until just like right now. I was like, "Oh yeah, they did." Perfect Chekhov's bear. bear. Yeah, I... dude. You know what? You know what else I forgot about until I thought about it later. Um, in this, like the the scariest thing about Midsummer, to me, is that in this community of like Nordic weirdos, um, they gather up the children and make them watch uh, Austin Powers. Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah, I did remember that. <laughs> that was so weird. Why was that explained? Why Austin no! Powers? Of no. all things, Austin Powers. Like, <laughs> no, they were just like the kids it's... are watching this movie, and I was like, "Fair, go off." <laughs> the kids are watching Austin Powers. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, and Marn was talking earlier about tension to totally like, like left turn on this this talk about uh, Austin Powers. But uh, even in their like really vulnerable quiet moments while they were like getting ready for bed there's that fucking baby in the background that's crying and you're just you're just like somebody somebody make that baby stop crying somebody like i'm gonna lose it right now um and it just like the tension doesn't even stop even though like it's nighttime we should be asleep everybody's free from you know everybody watching them or everybody talking and having weird interactions 
but like Danny goes to sleep and that fucking baby's just going off for days. What is wrong with that baby? I um I really like that none of like the truly scary stuff happened at night because it kind of flips on you what you yeah. would expect from like seeing yeah. other horror movies where like oh everybody's fine during the day and then at night the demons are there but like yeah. nothing mm-hmm. happens well especially the it's, night. A, it's such a twist from hereditary too because that movie's yeah. so fucking dark even the scenes during the day are super fucking mm-hmm. like poorly lit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no i love it when people like play with the horror during the day kind of thing like it's always interesting to see like how because it's because it's it's kind of easy because you can hide things in the dark. Duh. We just have to like just hide this here yeah. and boom, it's here now. Bah, scary. <laughs> but like during the day, you can't really get away with that very well. So it's always, I don't know, I find it like interesting how they tackle that. Yeah, it's, it's a cool challenge to be like, no, I'm going to make this horror movie 100% during the day. Like all the scary stuff happens during the day and there's nothing hiding it's just you're afraid because you don't know what is you're in a new place and you don't know what's going to happen to you. And like it, it like, I don't know, it like strikes a chord with me of just like being a af- being afraid of being in a weird place. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is like all the clues are right in front of you of what mm-hmm. could happen to you here, too. Like mm-hmm. it's like literally on the walls. <laughs> like, yeah. You, the bear you, is there. <laughs> And it's like, but, so I don't know. But it's like he never draws attention to it, which is what I think is so good about Ari Aster's like directing. Like in Hereditary, there's the scene where the mom is on the ceiling for like five whole minutes, <laughs> and there's never like uh. a scare cord or anything that directs your attention Mm-mm. up there. He just like waits for you to notice it on your own, and that's yeah. The and then she thing. like she she crawls away on the ceiling yeah. and there isn't even like an audio cue or anything. And it just like, Oh, I fucking love that movie, dude. Yeah. I, I really like that. There's no like scare chords in either of those movies. Like, um, right. In the scene towards the beginning where Danny like looks in the mirror and you see her dead sister behind her. I mm-hmm. said something about that after my girlfriend, and I saw the movie and she was like, I didn't even see her sister it, because there was like no audio cue to tell me to look behind. Yeah. Her. Yeah, my mm-hmm. my partner and I like like will always be watching like um the haunting of Hill House or something like that. I would like point oh, out like yeah. oh there's a little f- there's a face in the corner and she'd be like oh shit I didn't even see that rewind I, it oh my god <laughs> I love the haunting of Hill House so much just because like they always like hid ghosts in like these random spots that unless you're really paying attention you're not gonna see it and it's just so good anyway it's con- and that's a whole another thing <laughs> oh yeah. So, what did y'all find, like, specifically scary about the Like, what were the parts that, like, really got to you? Uh, that's the other thing about this movie. I didn't really find this movie scary, just unnerving. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think any part was, like, was, like, necessarily scary. Like, in Hereditary, there are parts where there, I, I think there are some some scares to be had. Like, we were talking about, like, Tony Collette on the ceiling headless or whatever like that's 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 very scary but in midsummer it's more of this like I don't know if I would even describe the movie as a horror it's more of just it's almost like a thriller but it I don't know it's it's tension more than it is horror of just like like just realizing second after second like shot after shot that these people are just fucked like there's no like I feel like in horror movies there's like the hope that they'll make it out okay is what 
balances out the scary stuff and makes you emotionally invested. But in Midsummer, like every single character is just like from the beginning, just fucked. And you're like, oh my God, I'm I feel so hard so bad for for Danny because like I know that she's just gonna be just totally fucked in this scenario because once they get there and like they can't leave, like it's established that they can't leave or else they'll like get killed or whatever. Like you're just you're thinking like <clears throat> excuse me. Like these, these people aren't going to make it out. And so it's just this existential dread of this community of people that is like almost like, I don't know, their, their ideas of life and death and, and everything is so skewed from everybody that's there that you're the, the horror, I guess, is just existential more than it is like, there's a spooky ghost over there. (laughs) Yeah, it's like uncomfortable. It's an it's an uncomfortable movie mm-hmm. to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I echo it's very uncomfortable, especially the scene of uh the elder the elderly basically being like, "Well, their season's passed. It's time for you to die." Yeah. Like yeah. that whole scene was just like, "Wow. Okay, they're just going to they literally just what they what they don't turn the camera away either. No. They just plummet." Yeah. That's the yeah. There was, uh, I think you could argue that they they went a little too like graphic with like the up close on the guy and stuff like that. Yeah, the hammer um, thing. I was like, his head's already fucking smashed. Why? Yeah, my why my, you my girlfriend really. It? Yeah, my girlfriend was kind of out at that moment, and I I totally totally understand yeah. that. Um. She 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 does not like this movie, and it's because of like that that scene kind of colored everything else going into it, and it was just like uh, for her for her it was too gratuitous, and and that's that's absolutely one hundred percent valid. Um, for me, I just kind of I I think it was an unnecessary couple of shots, but like you know, Mikey, you were talking about like them jumping initially, and they're like it's far away, and like you just you, then you see like Danny's reaction and stuff, and then Pele's like. No, 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 you don't, you don't understand our culture. This is totally normal. This is totally normal. And it like taps into that thing that Ari Aster is good at, which is like kind of gaslighting the viewer yeah. um, into thinking like, oh, no, 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 this is fine. You're, this is fine. This is normal. This is, this is happening. And it's, 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 it's okay. You're the one that is viewing this weird. This isn't weird. It's your perce- perception of this is weird. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's kind of like we're the audience playing Danny that's just freaking out. Like, are we? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? This is what you're doing? Yeah. And yeah, Ari Aster is like, as a director, also like the the society, just saying like, no, we're this is fine. This is cool. Why are y'all having problems with this? This is normal. Yeah. In this world, like you're, I get, yeah. Yeah, you're hung up on your ideas of life and death, and that's why you think this is weird. This community is totally fine, and maybe something else will happen in the movie that's scary separate from this this uh like community but yeah no it it keeps you guessing as like wait no is the community like bad or am i just being like too like normie in my head about it oh i love it yeah well i think that's like maybe part of why it didn't work for me too because like that scene was the only part of the movie where i was truly uncomfortable sure and even after like when they were like when they like explained the death stuff i was like I mean, fair. Like, I didn't yeah. <laughs> think that you had to, like, bash that dude's skull in more than once, but, like, 
<laughs> go off, you know. Um, <laughs> they like, have that really cool mallet, so they got to use it. Yeah, but like the rest of the movie, like I feel like it, the movie does like a poor, like, like you know something's going to happen because of these people. Mm-hmm. Like they frame yeah. them as being weird like throughout and like they do try mm-hmm. to do the whole like oh it's a cultural difference thing but like 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 there are a bunch of people wearing fucking white like you know something's gonna happen because <laughs> you can't trust a bunch of white people wearing white um yeah that's that's yeah. common I, knowledge sure yeah i i yeah. will say that like i think i think that um this film isn't as effective as hereditary because you do kind of know like they go to a place and the place is fucked is the whole story, right? Yeah. Um, and hereditary is like, uh, I couldn't even sum it up in that in a in a sentence, right? Like, you don't know what's happening for the for the entirety of it, and and that's that's why I think it's a little bit more effective as like a kind of like I said like existential horror movie. But um, Midsummer is is a lot more like you know, like Pele's fucked like before they even leave America. They're like, you're like, this guy is either trying to trying to get with Danny in a weird way, or he is like some sort of weird, like murder pervert. Yeah. And it's kind of both, Um, (laughs) which I was like, but but like all of it, I just kept finding myself being like, honestly, fair, like the whole and, and like, like literally like. When Josh dies, I was like, I mean, bummer, but also you shouldn't have fucking took taken pictures of that book. Yeah. And then like like they told you not to. You're being very disrespectful. Um <laughs> maybe you don't deserve to die for that, but Right. Mark right. De- Mark deserved to die. He pissed oh, yeah. on the, the big tree. He, dude, he pissed on the okay. he d- also he sucked. He was a little shitbag <laughs> and fuck him. He's so he's so typecast that actor. <laughs> Yeah, but he does it so well. Yeah, like, he plays the little shitbag so well that he makes you like so easily just hate him. Yeah, and, and, like when he dies, it's like, yeah, that's well deserved. Good job, good job, society. Yeah, you killed the right thing. And then like, yeah, like yeah. the only people I kind of feel sorry for were like the English couple, especially because like mm. I don't understand the use of like extreme like body horror and gore in this film because like right. like yeah. I got I, I got it with the suicide scene. Because I feel like that's setting up, like, yo, these people, like, aren't fucking around. But, like, I didn't get why the English dude had his, like, lungs pulled out of his back and was, like, still breathing through them. Like, it just seemed unnecessary. And, like, I I I didn't get, like, what it was adding to it. Yeah, I think with the this like the mallet scene of the dude's head getting bashed in and and some of the other um gore stuff it was definitely like Ari Aster kind of going over his going over like a line of of what we are willing to be like, "Oh my god, that's fucked up that they did that." And it's and then we start to think, "Well, why did why why was the movie made that way though?" You know? Yeah. Right. Like you start yeah. you, it kind of takes you out of out of the movie thinking like, "Well, what is that for then?" Because, I mean, it doesn't justify it by the end. If it justified all of it by the end of the movie of like, oh, yeah, the lungs mean this or whatever, whatever, then it's 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 more like you, you'd be willing to let it slide. But they didn't. So, yeah, it just felt right. like they were trying. Like he was just trying to like at the last minute be like, look how creepy they are. And it's like, yeah. I'm honestly like would find it a lot scarier if it was just pedestrian. Like, right. Like, it. I mean, it was creepy enough when we got to the like. 
uh, the the po- the love potion oh, making yeah. and how all that shit yeah. was gonna mm-hmm. be made, like, and like that was already fucking creepy enough, like, yeah, in some sense. Well, and then too, so like, what the fuck happened to Mark? Because they turn him into like a weird zombie. Oh, he he his like skin gets turned into a skin suit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's like uh, what. Like it, yeah. Like it was so weird and un- like I don't know. I was just like, this is why would okay. See, like... I feel like <laughs> I feel like reading the script kind of ruined my ability to be truly scared by the movie because I read the script like before I saw the movie and the skin suit thing just being d- the way it's described in the script freaked me out like more than anything else. Because yeah, I could... well, because I just feel like with the way that it was shown in the movie itself, I was like. What am I even looking at here? Sure. Yeah. It was like, is that even him? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, why was it done this way? Yeah. Like, why specifically? What was the reason behind that? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I thought uh, it would Mar- have been way scarier if Mark just fucking disappeared. Yeah. Marn, what were some of the the notable differences from the script versus the the movie? Since I think you might be the only one of us that has read the script. Um, so I know a lot of stuff that's in the script is in the director's cut of the movie. Oh yeah, which I didn't mm, see. I need to see the. Mm, I need to see the director's. Cut. I know. I think they're like only releasing it on DVD in like certain countries or something. There's like some bullshit up with that. I was reading it, about. It wasn't. It was in some theaters. I remember there was advertisements for it, and I and I thought about it, but I was like, I I am not emotionally ready to <laughs> do this. Yeah, um, the script is really interesting because it has translations of a lot of the Swedish that is oh. unsubtitled. Um, and there's a lot of like interesting differences. Like, there's a whole kind of like mini subplot with the baby that keeps crying that got cut out. Um, mm. there's more stuff with, like, the trees. Like, they do a whole, like, ritual with the trees and, like, the river, and you find out why the British lady gets drowned, which you don't see on mm. screen. Um, the one big change that I was, like, confused as to why they changed it is that at the end, instead of the British guy being, like, all flayed and stuff in the barn, it's Josh in the script. Oh. That would make more mm. sense because he's the one that has like committed a, a like a big sin, right? Yeah. Hmm. And so I don't know why Interesting. they changed that. Yeah, I feel like he got off kind of easy compared to the dude who was just like, "Hey, fuck this! I want to leave." Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I wonder why that that choice was made. But either way, I think the 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 script is is a better. Uh, a, a better scenario there. Yeah, and it's also made more clear that like Pell actually feels guilty about the fact that his friends are going to get super murdered. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Like you, I thought he get, was down. Yeah, you like... get, you get it in like little little uh, like sparks of that. He's like, well, you guys. Uh, oh man, this this scenario. Oh man, like. But for the most part, you're like. Like my partner was like maybe maybe Pele like orchestrated the entire thing including like Danny's like family dying and I was like you know what like <laughs> you could like I would believe that because he's so fucking creepy throughout the whole thing so like I don't know he doesn't come across as like even 1% like uh sympathetic to his quote unquote friends you seem like 
it, he seems like a plant from the beginning of like, you're going to go to America and get Josh and Christian and Mark and Connie and Simon, and they will like, come to us. Like, it, it doesn't seem like he's like a real person. Yeah. yeah. Right. I feel like a lot of his characterization got lost somehow between the script and the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the only time that he's like, the only person that he seems to actually give a shit about is Danny. And even that's mm-hmm. like kind of creepy. Right. Yeah, I feel because it, it's creepy because it feels like at some time I don't know if this is because of the, how the actor was portraying it, but like I was getting like he was trying to steal her from yeah basically yeah like the entire time. So I don't know. Yeah, that was how I felt too. Um, something else. Can we talk about Ruben? Because what the fuck? Why was he in it? He contributed oh, yeah. nothing, and Ari Aster seems to have like a weird thing about like. Like highlighting people with like facial deformities and being like this person's yeah. fucking special, but he did nothing at all with it with Ruben. And there's that, and there's that one scene too where like I can't remember what's happening, but like something fucked up is happening. I think it's the orgy scene maybe is happening, and it like cuts to a shot of like Ruben just like laying in his bed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then it, like why? Marn, was there anything in the script that, like, illuminated anything as to, like, the purpose of of that person in the story at all? I don't think so. I mean, in the script, there's Mm. a lot more, like, overt kind of, like, Nazi-ish references when it comes to, like, these guys are in cults and stuff. And I think that got taken out because, like, it doesn't super add anything to the plot really yeah, it doesn't really doesn't really work in service to the film well, at all huh? i'm glad that was cut um yeah. i mean it's yeah. not like it's not like they are nazis it's like the the grad students talk about how like swedish cults have like a, a history and like their roots in kind of nazism and stuff like that sure yeah. yeah okay um so yeah then like if there isn't anything in the script that i would be like oh they had to cut it or whatever then then it just sort of seems like exploitative and kind of weird like in um hereditary i forget what her name her character is we're on imdb we're checking it out uh charlie in hereditary like at least she was like she was like a like a fully formed character right like um but but this like it starts to like form a pattern for ari aster and i'm like why are you doing this though like in in hereditary it was not it didn't seem exploitative to me to me but in midsummer like i said it it starts to like make a pattern that is almost exploitative of like people with like non-traditional bodies is like ooh, it's spooky you guys it's like well that kind of sucks actually yeah I don't know. I don't have anything more about it, but it just sort of seems I feel like he, like, I feel like the whole point, because they specifically, like, they show the scene where Christian asks about incest, and it's uncomfortable, because you're like, why the fuck would you ask that? Mm -hmm. And then you cut to the scene with Josh, where he finds out, like, actually, they purposefully commit incest to do these profits. To make special people. And I was like, okay, that's, like, interesting if you're going to do something with it. But it's weird that they were like, no, we specifically bring in outside people so that are like we're not having like quote unquote like unclean bloodlines. But then like you're having incest born profits that you're not really doing anything with in the actual film. Yeah, it could have been it could have been 
I don't know, they could have done anything with that character and and it would have been better than what they did, right? Cuz it was it was literally nothing. They were just like um we, we talked about Chekhov's bear, but like it was that sort of thing of like, oh, I bet they're going to factor into the story somehow or they're going to subvert it being factored into the story or something like that. But then it was just like it it was it was nothing. Yeah, it was really odd. Yeah, I'm I'm not like that's the like I'll defend a lot of like weird um choices that directors will make, but that's that's kind of an example of one where I'm just like that's that just seems exploitative and dumb. Yeah. Right. It's just like the other thing is like it's, it's kind of like we've been saying though, like you could have pulled him out of the movie and I don't think anything would have changed. Like yep. there was right. no reason like he had no major impact at yeah, all. You could have made the book be made by anybody and have it be anything. And it didn't need to be like scribbles from a like a incest born person that looks, you know, non-traditional. It's like, I don't know. That's sort of just it doesn't right. make it doesn't make you feel good. Like if they did something like the rituals are determined by what he says or something like that or whatever, maybe that could have been interesting. But like, it's just not nah, he just draws in the book and he prophesizes things. Yeah, cool. and I was like, I was expecting it to be because like the way that like the when they show the book, it's not even like drawings. It's literally just like paint covering a page and they're yeah. somehow like interpreting that. So I was like, oh, OK, they're kind of showing how like the elders of this village kind of have like complete control in, in like a cult like mentality, you know, and like it goes back to to like uh, Pele being like, oh, well, like I have to ask the elders if y'all can do your theses and like all this shit. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, they just don't do anything with it. And then they show him during the orgy scene again. And I was like, okay, is something going to happen? And then right. it just, nothing ever did. And I was like, it felt like they remembered that he was a character and like wanted to show him in a way that made it seem like he was connected to what was happening in yeah. some way. But like, it just wasn't anything. So I have a question for the people who saw this in theaters. Did mm -hmm. people in your mm -hmm. theater laugh during the orgy scene? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um there were some there were some people in front of us that did laugh during that scene and like not in a way where it was like to relieve tension in themselves, you know, where like this is fucking crazy. Wow. Like um it was more of a like this is explicitly humorous and I was like sitting behind them and I was like y'all this is what are you yeah. what movie are you seeing yeah i had there was actually like i was with some gay friends or whatever and they're they were cracking jokes like be like oh this is what straight people do this is what normie sex is <laughs> like and i was laughing at that which probably made me come off as an asshole but like there were people cracking jokes like under their breath about it and all sorts of like things during that scene <laughs> which which walks up to straight couple, which one of you is in the orgy and which one gets sewn into the bear suit? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was some of like the actor that plays Christian's like facial expressions yeah. during the whole thing. And he was just like, what? Okay. You too. Okay. This is crazy. This is like, you know, like this is like, this is a very Caitlin thought, but the whole time I was watching that scene, I was like, how the fuck is he staying hard right now? And I have to assume it was because they gave him the like thing to smell that they said was for his quote unquote vitality. Because I feel like nothing would be a bigger mood killer 
than a bunch of people like touching you and like yeah, yeah he should be pushing rope for sure <laughs> right yeah that's 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 interesting that they would give him like a herbal vi- like some kind of viagra like right before or something like, that's like what, that i, I don't i, I would I buy just it assumed because i was like i don't know how you would like keep going in that scenario <laughs> Well, I mean, they make reference that it took a long time, so he obviously wasn't completely into it. Because they were like, hurry and finish. Yeah, they were. <laughs> Christian, the is the ultimate, Christian is the ultimate, like, horrible straight white boyfriend. God. <laughs> yeah, I was impressed with how, like, viscerally uncomfortable that entire sequence is. Yeah, it's so much. It's, like, hard to watch. Viscerally uncomfortable is sort of like the Ari Aster brand. And I think, you know, some of our misgivings about this movie are a result of him maybe going over a certain line of like, what can I like, what kind of like, you know, norms and mores and whatever can I kind of challenge for the viewer and have you still be on board? I think he went like for for me and a couple other people like five to ten percent over the line of just like i don't know why you did like are you okay ari Aster? right right and what's funny is he nailed i feel like he nailed it with hereditary but then he's like i nailed it so let me see if i can push it even further right that's the vibe i got too as like like as a filmmaker he was like okay well where can i go now it's like no, no no where you were was perfect yeah and i'm hoping in his next movie maybe he I hope he doesn't feel like, well, Midsummer, everyone's like, whatever. And so I'm going to go even further. I'm right. hoping he draw. I'm hoping he pulls it back a bit. Yes. Like just, just, yeah. I think I read that he wants to like take a break from doing her and do like a comedy next. <laughs> oh, I mean, Hey, sure. Like I sure. think he's, he's 100% a talented filmmaker. So I, I would be behind him on, on whatever. One thing that I do kind of want to talk about is like the subtle effects that they added during the drug sequences. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like oh, the, those the, were good. the spirals and the eyes showing up in the background without, again, without any sort of audio cues at all. Like I went to film school for like audio post-production. So like I was just like watching this movie and like loving it because <laughs> there wasn't any sort of like, you know, sound effects for every little swirl that was happening on screen. and and like tension in the music and whatever it was just like silence and danny was just like there and like the the forest was like alive behind her and stuff it was just like so unnerving and and visually interesting and simple at the all at the same time and i thought it was like so i don't know it was creative in its simplicity i think yeah i think the thing that like i really noticed with the effects was um at the at the table with the food where, oh yeah. yeah, where like the slabs of yeah. meat look like they're breathing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, flower, the flowers all like looked like they were kind of like eyeballs looking around or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, yeah, Loved it. that stuff was. I was like, oh, this is good. This is creepy. But again, I was like, the meat looks like it's breathing. These motherfuckers are gonna kill them. Like. right yeah enough of the meat i I think like there's that tension of like yeah these bitches are dying like from the minute they get on the plane so it's just like when and how it's more of like when and how is it gonna happen and what's gonna drive these people absolutely batshit insane yeah oh yeah you know whatever the part that made me yell out loud in the theater is when (laughs) uh there's like a long shot of you see them all sitting at the table and christian's glass of his drink is very like subtly 
more red than everyone else. Ah! And I, ah! I was like, oh, there's blood in his, <laughs> his drink. <laughs> <laughs> the love potion is so odd. You got blood like, in your mimosa, dude. God, the only time uh, I actually laughed during this movie was when he was talking to the elder lady, and she was like, "How do you feel about Maya?" And he was like, "I think I ate one of her pubes." And she was like, "Yeah, that checks out." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "That's a genuinely very funny moment." Um, <laughs> no, but it's normal here. It's nor- you're the weird one. This is normal. I just, it was like. just so funny. Of like, I just loved her being like. Yeah, and then him being like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, that's that's this whole movie though. It's them like, "Yeah, this happened," and everyone's and everyone else is like, "Oh, oh, okay." <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that was the only scene that made me laugh. The sex scene did not make me laugh. I was uncomfortable during that, like just being like, "Uh." I think that's the desired effect. I think the people that laughed at it are yeah are. Are 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 a little bit. Uh, maybe they're a little wrong about that. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. I don't know. I thought the bear just the the slight comment about like what's the bear for made me laugh a bit. Like I just I thought that was funny. The Austin Powers thing definitely <laughs> made me laugh in the theater because I was like, they got TVs with Austin Powers here. What the fuck? Yeah, I wondered about too. I was like, where are the TVs? Because you never see them. Yeah, I don't know if like the kids have just like an iPad or 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 what, but yeah, no. Well, like, where are they getting? Where are they getting? Like, I don't know where they're generating power. I mean, I guess they could have like a water. I don't know. I was like confused about the whole like where they're generating their electricity from. But then again, it's a whole like side thing that doesn't have to be explained. Right. I don't think they live here year round. Right. Like, I think they come yeah. here every ninety years. So, like, I I assume that there's like some solutions they've got. Yeah, I think in the script it shows them projecting a movie like on the side of a barn or something. Mm. Hmm. I'd buy that. Mm. I honestly wish that that had stayed in. I would. I feel like it would have been deeply unnerving to watch these people just like watch a drive-in movie. I I bet that it probably like boiled down to they couldn't get the rights to whatever the movie they wanted to do because like you have to tell them like. Like when you get rights for certain things like that, even if it's just a couple seconds, like you kind of got to go into the like the context of it and what the movie's about. And like you sewed a naked guy into what? Like, no, you don't get Austin Powers. Fuck you. Like <laughs> how many old people were crowding around them? Yeah. So, OK, so you see Austin Powers do his thing on the screen after you see a man get his head smashed by a mallet like Gallagher, one of Gallagher's good watermelons. No, 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 no. You're not getting this movie. <laughs> it's interesting because I think in the script, the movie they watch is like a a movie, like a silent movie version of the tapestry that has like the love potion story on it. Whoa, much better than Austin Powers. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know what went into the decision to like make that into a like pictorial thing instead. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I I mean I I don't know. That's that's super that's super wild. I don't I don't know where the choices uh came in, but I know that they like like they wanted to get this movie like made very very quickly. Yeah. Right? Like they wanted they wanted to, I don't know, maybe some some things had to get cut or shifted around or 
whatever have you because they wanted to you know and it's it's all in daylight too and just from a like a filmmaking standpoint like you only got a couple good hours in a day to get that done and it's like you know i I would argue that maybe like 85 to 90 percent of this movie is outside in the daylight and you know while that saves money on lights and stuff like you really got to work for those couple of hours of 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 pure sunlight that you got um, mm-hmm. to get those couple of shots of a dude getting fucked or whatever is happening <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> let, al- let alone the bear rental. <laughs> the bear rental. I feel rental. like the summary of this film is just choices were made. <laughs> yes. Well, the second, the second that there was, like, I'm, I'm a sucker for match cuts, so, like, the second that Danny went into the bathroom oh, yeah. in uh, Christian's apartment and it turned into the um, the air the the airplane uh, like bathroom immediately, mm-hmm. I was like, "They're fucked. She's dead. Everybody's dead. They're fucked. They're <laughs> fucked." <laughs> like, <laughs> love a good match cut, though. Yeah, I also love that he was like so adamant that she wasn't gonna come, and then mm-hmm. I was like, "Why do you think that she wouldn't if she said that she would?" Because I think he was hoping that they would break up. I mean. I don't know. I've I've been I've been the Danny in a relationship like that where I've been like sort of like I know this isn't good and I need us to be done but I also am like somewhat dependent on you and like oh man. I don't know. Like the whole thing is like you guys both know that you kind of hate each other and you need to get out of this but you're committing to an overseas vacation because you think it'll like fix things or be good for you but like most choices like that never end up being good for you or like will fix things and stuff like that. So I was just like, oh, my God, the 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 terror of like, oh, my God, she's on a plane with these people now. Oh, my God. I think Ari Aster said it was like based on a real relationship that he had. Oh, oh no. What? <laughs> I feel like I read like promotional interviews he did ahead of the movie where he's like, "Yeah, it's based on a real breakup that I had," and I basically yeah, I was sewn into it. a bear. <laughs> I was so oh my god. I mean, that's fair. Have you lived if you don't have a horror movie level breakup? <laughs> that's true. Honestly, <laughs> who among us hasn't been sewn into a bear? <laughs> Uh... Let, let us cast the first Austin Powers DVD if you have not been sewn into a bear. Oh, there's so many good quotes in this. God. <laughs> I think oh, One Bear Fits All is still the best one. I I really like the scene at the end of the movie where she's in the the um the barn with all the other women and she starts like hyperventilating and they start hyperventilating back at her. <gasps> that really stuck. Oh me. yeah. Yeah. Well, and I liked it cuz it felt like it was showing that she was like becoming part of that community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz mm-hmm. it was like like it worked on her and like actually seemed yeah. to be comforting. And like, yeah, yeah, especially because too, like, they're comforting her from something that like their community is doing to her, <laughs> right? But like, she right. was still comforted by it, right? Yeah, it was a very good scene. I thought it definitely that was like the start of the showing of like, oh, she could be become part of this whole thing, and she could stay here and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what did y'all think of the uh, the dancing contest? That was that was like dizzying and like uh I felt like that was like the most 
uh, scary part of it, I guess. I don't know. Like it was so like, I don't know. I had such anxiety while it was happening and like, it's just sort of the camera angles used. And again, the, the like drugsy stuff that was going on during it and stuff like that. The music was done really well too. It was just, it was, it was wild. To me, it felt like very disorienting, mm-hmm. obviously, based off what you're, you're saying. But also, it felt like it was very unnerving because she was having fun. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it was like, oh, they're really trying to brainwash her into this whole, like, this society could be a thing for you. This could be your security look how happy you are etc etc there was a there was a definite like emotional dissonance between like how she felt and how the audience felt of like like oh no honey what is you doing like sort of a thing (laughs) right and what's interesting is she's supposed to be like the eyes for the audience she's supposed to like represent us like in some kind of sense so she diverts from that turn yeah exactly yeah yeah well and i think i really really liked that scene a lot that was probably my favorite scene in the movie because i feel like it showed like like that was the final nail right like that was that scene is danny and christian because Mm -hmm. like danny is there like she's trying to fit in with the society that christian is trying to study she's trying to be respectful like she's trying to give in and then on top of that like she's been so stressed out literally this whole movie we haven't seen her like actually happy until this moment and it's like kind of a relief in that sense because danny is that audience proxy of like god she's just so fucking tense all the time Mm -hmm. like justifiably but so like having that moment it was like a weird mixture of being like relieved for her but also having it be creepy because you know, like, she's getting incepted. And then, two, you watch the progression of Christian, like, trying to pretend that he's not a piece of shit and then just giving in. Yeah, yeah. it was like a weird sort of, like, subversion of a catharsis for her. Like, you're like, oh, Danny's doing super well. But you're like, okay, but she's in, like, this Nordic murder cult, though. <laughs> so, like... <Yeah. laughs> Where her friends have gone missing. She doesn't know where they are. She knows where they are. They're all dead and she knows it. (laughs) I mean, she probably knows it. But like in that moment, she doesn't care anymore. And that's the weird thing. She's like, she's cool with it in that moment. It's just, yeah. Yeah, that scene is like a really big like release for both of them. But in like different ways, which I thought was actually really well done. Like the juxtaposition of like Christian giving in to like wanting to sleep with Maya. And Danny just like getting to be happy in any any scenario yeah in any capacity (laughs) yeah yeah i like that um that danny is kind of the only one of the main cast who actually tries to like embrace the culture as something other than like an outsider studying it Mm -hmm. i thought that was kind of cool because like her friends are just like fighting over who's gonna do their thesis about it but she like actually goes out and like makes food with the women and like does the dance competition. Yeah. 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 Everybody else is like an outsider, but she's the only one that like gets assimilated in or mm-hmm. even tries to be a part of what they're doing. Even after bashing the guy's head in and knows what's going to happen to her when she turns 70, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like- Listen, 72 is still pretty good. Yeah. I'm jumping at 72 to be honest. With yeah, you. <laughs> honestly, like, like yeah. we're gonna be lucky if I make it that far. TBH. <laughs> Give Truth. me the mallet. 
<laughs> yeah, honestly. There's a there's a video that was going around on Twitter that's the the mallet clip, but it's edited to have like a cartoon bonk sound. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it for like ten minutes straight. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can find it. Some Hanna Barbera oh. shit. Oh no. Incredible. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch this. I'm gonna look yeah. for it. I know. I I think I retweeted it. Yeah, <laughs> Martin, if you can find that, you should link funny. it to me, <laughs> so I can put it in the show notes and I'll see if I can watch it. <laughs> both both can be it's true. Like, it's also like edited so that you don't see the gore. You just hear like the cartoon. Oh, okay. Sound <laughs> just some Tom and Jerry ass shit. Oh, do y'all have any other stuff you want to talk about with the movie or any other pressing feelings or? No, I think I'm like, I I definitely, like I said earlier, like I have some misgivings with the movie. I think there were some like, there were certainly some like unnecessary aspects of it that I think could have been pared down. And I think like some things were a little bit too gratuitous, but overall, like, I think that it was ineffective movie like i divorcing it from good or bad i think it would it sets out it does what it sets out to do and i i think that it it leaves me with some lasting feelings not not the same as hereditary where like i said at the beginning of the podcast i literally think about it every day yeah. um but i definitely do from time to time just think about like danny in that like thing of flowers going hey, 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 bird. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. the only picture is that lizard that does the hey, 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 but it's wearing <laughs> a flower crown i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna photoshop that like as we're wrapping up <laughs> please photoshop that for me so i can use it as the art okay <laughs> oh no because um because it's great and then also me, i don't have to do photoshop <laughs> i'm doing it right now <laughs> you're a saint um but yeah that's 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 my input that's that's my story do y'all have any other uh thoughts feelings uh marn or mikey i don't think so um i guess like just to conclude i guess just to like final thoughts like i i like the movie but like uh like like he said like it it does have issues um it could it could definitely tone back yeah he he pushed things out a little like out past that line a little bit too far and i'm hoping when he does come back to horror if he chooses to he 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 goes back to that perfect line that he hit with hereditary again so yeah yeah All right. Well, I think sick, sick. You know <laughs> how you react to watching uh, such a film. Um. All right. <laughs> well, I think we done did a podcast. Uh. So, Marn, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Corpse Revivers on Twitter. And one more time, uh, plug your things. Uh, yeah, I, I, I co-host the Argonauts podcast, which you can find at argonautspod.com. Uh, we're on the Ar- Orange Groves Network. We are on most podcast services. Uh, you can find my writing at marns.itch.io or prairiesongserial.com. 
Marn, you got Patreons too, don't you? Uh, yeah. The Argonauts Patreon is at patreon.com, P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N.com. And the- What? Yep. (laughs) It's because I mispronounced Patreon on one of our first episodes, and my co-host Andrew bought the URL (laughs) (laughs) patreon.com. Patron.com slash Marn. So good. Um, and you can find the Prairie Song Patreon at patreon.com slash prairie song serial. Rad. All right. And Mikey, where can people find you and your uh, secret projects? Um, they can find me on Twitter at KeylockMVP. I stream sometimes on Twitch at twitch.tv slash KeylockMVP. Uh, I've got some things I'm working on, but I'm not ready to really reveal those yet so just keep keep your eyes out on my twitter that's where i post all my bullshit so yeah um and nathan you can find me at two-headed giant on twitter um uh my podcast is called the new entertainment system podcast you can find that at at the nes pod don't do at nes pod because there's there's a there's a uh a profile I'm trying to get taken down for bad things. Mm. Uh, that's there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so make sure you don't forget the V, but everything else should just be Nespod, Nest like patreon.com slash N-E-S-P-O-D. Uh, and uh, you can get some extra bonus episodes of my weird podcast there, and it's a fun time. Yeah, listen to my Shrek MMO pod. <laughs> it's a good one. It is like my favorite one we've done thus far. Yeah. I'm very competitive, so I like that I'm the best. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can find our uh, my fallen co-hosts. Honestly, everyone who listens to this, please tweet at all of them. Just an F, because they're dead. Um, <laughs> but you dead. you can find Jess at J S K U H on Twitter. You can find Monty at Fried Monty, and you can find Kayla at O A Kayla. You can find me at C G and Eight Rs. And Palin Around is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on all social media at Uppercut Crit and UppercutCrit.com. If you want to hang out with the Uppercut crew, uh, including one Mikey, uh, you can join our Discord. The link is in the episode description. And if you like the show, please be sure to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, but please make it iTunes. Um. Yeah, happy spooky season, y'all. We're uh this is coming out on Halloween, so Oh wow. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It'll be good. Um but yeah. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. Hi, I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts Podcast. Each week, I'm going to try and solve an old defunct ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true. Marn, what ARGs have we covered so far? So far, we have covered Spectacular Organic Frog Fractions 2, Sexy Girl Max 2019, and This Is My Milwaukee. And that list is only going to continue to grow. Yep. Come check us out every other Thursday on the Orange Groves Network. And you can find us at ArgonautsPod.com. Bye.